All right, hello everyone, and welcome to episode four of Building Strength with Theo Lim. Today I got my first guest on the podcast. Super excited! We got Coach D in the house. Also, What's up, guys, <laughs> also known as T Dot Fitness on Instagram. Check him out. So I've known Coach D for about four years, and it's been amazing to see him grow as a coach and a person. And Coach D was my training partner in the past. So we spent a lot of time discussing training and nutrition, and I definitely learned a ton of stuff from him. So this is a great chance for me to pick his brain and for you guys to hear all his knowledge, all his insight, and his experience. So without further ado, we got Coach D. What's up? You want to say something to the people? What's up, guys? So first things first, I want to say that I'm a really blunt guy, so... Don't get your feelings hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. So, let's start this off. Let's get some background info on you. So, Coach D, how did you start training yourself? And how did you get started training clients? Alright, so I first started training officially right after high school. So, I remember as soon as I finished high school, I got a membership to the YMCA. So, the YMCA is my first gym ever. So ever since I was young, I always wanted to, I always had a thing for self-improvement, right? So I've, I guess I've always been attracted to bettering myself and I saw fitness as one way to do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, going back to the YMCA, I started ha- after high school, but I remember when I was in like 10th grade or something, I tried to join a gym, but they told me I couldn't because I was 18. So I assumed all gyms were like that. And I didn't bother checking for a gym until after high school. So yeah, if I could go back in time, definitely would have started earlier. A lot of gains missed out on. But yeah, even even during high school, I was always an athlete. I I played basketball on the school team from grade 6 all the way through grade 12. So I've always been into athletics and I remember being at like summer camp when I was growing up, you know, when you got to get your 40 hours community service to graduate. So I I remember being at a community center, just sneaking in and out of the gyms, doing things like dips, stuff like that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of like how I got started. So you started doing dips very early. That's how you got those triceps. A lot of dips, man. Many, many dips. (laughs) All right. So how did you get started training clients? So I started at the YMCA and I was doing just typical bodybuilding stuff there. So I actually started doing a lot of power, uh, bodybuilding workouts. I would just like log on to like Mm bodybuilding.com and just search their, their standard workouts. You know, I just run a bunch of it. So like from day one, I've been on a program. So, because I'm, I'm the type of person, I can't walk into the gym and just be doing randomness, man. So I was at the YMCA for, let's say, a year and a half. And then I got bored with just being like a typical gym environment. So I would say after a year and a half there, I was looking around at other gyms. So I found Carpio Strength and Conditioning, where Theo currently works at. Mm-hmm. And I started working out there. Yeah. So originally I started as a client, but from there on, I started to 
get really into strength training and I knew I always wanted to be a trainer. So from there was where I actually learned how to train people. Okay. So how long have you been training people now? Mm, let's see. What? Let's say when when did I start? Probably mm, 20 Yeah, probably since 2013. Okay. So like 4 years as a coach now? I'll say nice. 4 years, yeah. Okay. And you also do online coaching, right? That is right. Okay, so D's, for, guy, for you guys who don't know, D does online coaching. He does macronutrient coaching as well. So D, I wanted to ask you, you're really big into macronutrients, counting macros. And what do you think is the biggest reason why people fail when they take on a new diet? I think um, a lot of people, they're just missing the background knowledge. To be honest, every diet... I would say for most part, 99% of the fitness population, they're just trying to get leaner, right? Everyone wants to lose fat. But you gotta learn the basics first, like energy balance, calories in versus calories out. Like I, I know you guys pr probably always hear that, but if you don't understand that simple concept, it's gonna be really hard to understand everything else. So first, like before you start a diet, like know what a carb is, know what a protein is, know what a fat is. You don't gotta get into all the fancy scientific background of the molecules and all that, but you gotta have some basic knowledge, you know? Okay. So basic knowledge, getting a good base of knowledge first mm -hmm. and going from there. That's So that's what I always recommend people, just start slow, work their way into it. You subscribe to the same thing or you don't start slow well what do, what do you mean by that like not to go zero to 100 into a new diet oh yeah yeah so like here, here's the here's the problem with most people man they aside from not having the basics down they want to jump straight into something I think like people are overly ambitious so this applies not only to nutrition but also working out so mm -hmm. for example you have someone who's been inactive their whole life. Mm -hmm. They they want to get their shit together. Hey, I'm going to start going to the gym. But what they're going to come to you as a trainer, they'll be like, all right, man, Theo, I'm going to come in five days a week starting next week. Yeah. You know what I always tell those people? Dude, just show up. Show up for two yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. You've never worked out in your life. How are you going to jump straight into doing five days? I've been doing this for years. I, I barely... <laughs> Right. get in five days so as yes. a beginner you got to take it slow and build up you know when when you're new when you're weak everything's a pr everything's a personal best right right all right okay so as an experienced lifter what do you wish you knew as a beginner regarding training and nutrition mm, what do i think is uh hmm what would well, in regards to nutrition, I wish I knew not to get so fat. So, all you guys <laughs> watching right, listening right now, watching whatever, don't don't do that dirty bulk, man. It's mm -hmm. not necessary. Mm -hmm. Now that my my knowledge of nutrition is much better, I realized all I did was just make myself really fat for the sake of eating more, and it didn't really give me any more gains or benefit. Yeah. This was when you're, what's, um, what's bad for you? Cause you're, what do you weigh right now? And what have you weighed 
at your peak? Okay, so right now I'm sitting in like the low 160s. Okay. This is the biggest I've ever been. This is the strongest I've ever been. Yeah. I can pretty much walk around with abs all the time now and not feel like I'm starving on a diet. But my biggest, I used to walk around at like 178, so like close to 20 pounds heavier. Yeah. And yeah, had a lot of fun eating all that dirty food, but that was a lot of fat and weight to lose. Right. And it's not fun going down. Here's the thing about getting fatter, you guys. So the more fat you gain, the more time you're going to have to spend dieting to get it off. Mm-hmm. And there's going to come a point in the diet where you're going to start losing muscle, right? Even if you do it really well. So you don't want to cause all that work for yourself because a lot of times guys will dirty bulk and they get really fat. Then they spend all this time getting that fat off. But in the process, they lose all the muscle that they actually built on that dirty bulk. So, you spend all this time getting fat, you spend all this trouble dieting down, and your body composition's even worse. Right. So what are you doing, man? Don't get fat, may take away. Okay, okay. All right, so you've been lifting for, like what, six, eight years now? How long has it been? Right now, seven and a half years. Seven and a half years? This, This summer is gonna be eight years. Okay, so, Throughout your lifting career, what has been your biggest challenge so far? My biggest challenge, okay. I definitely gotta say my shoulder. So, if you guys know me, I'm really excessive with everything. Mm-hmm. Training, everything, pre-workout, <laughs> food, when yeah. I got fat. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just an excessive guy. So, originally when I started training, I was just like, I was going too ham, man. And... I just didn't take care of other things like stretching, just watching my recovery, just little things that you should be doing to stay healthy as a lifter because injuries are a part of the game. It's going to happen, but you can also do a great deal to prevent it as well, right? So my shoulder, so I, I messed up my shoulder probably like start of 2014 and... For, for a couple of years, I was still making gains, even with a bad shoulder, but it really held my bench back. So I was, like, I would say half of my, a little bit more than half of my lifting career. Did a lot of strength training and a lot of um, powerlifting. So it, it really held my, my bench press back. Yeah. It was only, actually, it's been a little bit over a year now. So I actually got shoulder surgery okay. back in November... 2016 yeah 16 okay so so almost a year and a half ago yeah almost 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 okay i'm back guys i'm back stronger than ever okay but the the shoulder the shoulder definitely gave me the most problem like right now i still it still bugs me but training's good honestly it's it's really only the bench press that bugs me so but hey, man, I just don't have to bench. So, yeah. It's you know? the barbell bench press, the flat barbell bench that bothers you. Yeah, for, for some reason, like I, I can do dips, I can do overhead press just fine. I, I don't know what's up with my shoulder. Okay. 
like surgery did help it a lot. Yeah. Like it feels more, I want to say free. Yeah. There's less catching. Like I only got the surgery as a last resort for a uh, performance boost. Okay. Like, I mean, in everyday life, like it was manageable. I didn't have any like major pain that like hindered my quality of life, but I I would say, hey man, I'm, I'm glad that I did get the surgery done because mm -hmm. it, my shoulder is better for yeah. sure. My bench still sucks mm -hmm. <laughs> and my shoulder's never gonna be the same as before I started lifting, but it's a lot better than last year and just that whole recovery process, I think it, it taught me a lot as a trainer, made me like tougher mentally as well, taught me how to come back from that. So now I can help people who have the same issue, you know? Yeah. So I I guess I guess even though hurting my shoulder was my biggest challenge in my lifting career, it's almost like a blessing in disguise. Like I, I hate when people say that, but hey man, it, it happened and I think when I hurt my shoulder it it forced me to look into a lot of stuff like injury prevention, stretching, mm -hmm. soft tissue work. It just it just made me get on top of my shit to stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people when they get injured, um that once you come back from a major injury, whether it's your low back or your knee or your shoulder, you kinda know what it takes to come back from any injury because the process is usually the same process. Like you've got to take time off, you've got to start that rehab and you've just got to be on it all the time. Absolutely. Like I, I agree with that big time. Um, just, just know it's going to be a grind, but if you're serious about getting back, you're going to get back because like I said, I had surgery and you know, don't get it twisted. I was fucking worried mm -hmm. about the surgery. I'm like, oh my God, am I, <laughs> am I ever going to be the same? Is right. <laughs> I, I pretty much felt like I was rolling the dice, you know? And I, I remember like uh, a couple weeks after surgery, I could just like, I healed really quick, mm -hmm. but just doing things like dips and stuff. Oh, wait. I would feel my shoulder a little bit. I'm like, oh my God, am I ever going to be able to do dips again? Am I ever going to be able to do this or that again? Yeah. But you just, you just have to keep grinding, man. Like months after surgery, I was still doing my rehab, my prehab work. Yeah. Because I, I remember I used to stay like, so we're going to gym apex. I would stay after the gym closed just to get my rehab stuff in. So if you're not willing to put in the work, you can't be complaining that you're not getting better. And you, to this day, are you still doing a lot of shoulder rehab or has it lightened up a little? I, I would say, um, yeah, I think you can only maintain a certain intensity for so long. And I, I definitely like cut back on a lot of the stuff. Mm -hmm. But I would say things like if I'm doing an upper body day, I have a very, very thorough warm up that I go through. Yeah. And I make sure to get in every time. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm only able to get to this point where I can slack off a little bit because I put in so much damn work yeah. coming back, you know? Absolutely. Nice. So if you had one tip for people to prevent injuries in the future, what is it? Okay. My one tip. So once I, I would say the number one thing is stretching. 
and actually our buddy Alex Tavares. We need to get you on the podcast mm-hmm. soon. Shoutouts to Alex. <laughs> so it was actually Alex that got me into stretching. So I I remember, man, if like doing all that powerlifting training, I was just so damn stiff, man. Mm-hmm. And we would never stretch, never do any of that. So Alex, Alex comes from a wrestling background, and he's, I think he's just naturally flexible on top of that <laughs> he's very flexible his warm-up routine is awesome to watch i could just watch it all the time yo just 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 picture a super jacked 200 plus pound man who can do the splits yep that's him <laughs> we have footage too if you guys want to see <laughs> so um yeah so alex got me into stretching i would say at least 90 percent of the injuries in the gym can be mm-hmm. alleviated or no sorry prevented by just stretching yeah. after your workout and it doesn't have to be complicated guys so after your workout whatever muscle you hit do a two minute stretch for that muscle group mm-hmm. so that's the magic number two minutes yeah don't if i show you a stretch i don't want you to hold it for like five ten seconds and then leave okay <laughs> that's not good enough you need to hold it for What's the magic number? Two minutes. As a trainer, that really hurts our feelings. When you take the time to show a stretch and they go into it for about 10 seconds and come out of it, it hurts us deep inside. <laughs> so yeah, man, like we're, we're trying to help you guys out. So just, just follow the advice, man. Mm-hmm. Or don't complain that your knees or your shoulders hurt. <laughs> okay, well... While we're on this topic, so I'm personally not a huge fan of foam rolling. Mm-hmm. I I don't like seeing people just hop on the foam roller, roll around a little, and get the hell out. Like, what's your what's your advice if someone's gonna foam roll or if someone's gonna stretch? Like, is there a proper order to do it? Or mm. okay, so I'm gonna say this. I used I. I'm going to say 90% of the injuries can be prevented unless it's unless it's an acute and traumatic like accident. 90% of the problems that you're going to encounter in the gym, it's going to be because of overuse. And just by stretching, you're going to be able to negate a lot of that. So I think stretching gives you much more benefits than foam rolling. So I, I, I used to think that and I would just completely cut out foam rolling altogether. Mm-hmm. But I will say that foam rolling does have its part because there, there are things that you can do with a foam roller or soft tissue work that you cannot do with stretching. Yes. So for, for example, like your, your upper back, mid back, like you can, you can stretch your lats pretty easily, but how are you going to stretch out your rhomboids, things like that. So I, I find like hopping on a foam roller for stuff like my my upper back is key. And another thing is like, I I always stretch my quads pretty well, but even if I was consistent on that, just over time, the use and abuse of just the gym, I, I find that certain areas of my quads, like around my knee, yeah. it does need some love from the foam roller, right? So mm-hmm. there, there are certain things that stretching cannot get that foam rolling and soft tissue work can get. So, as I've gotten wiser, 
and learn more regarding training and fitness, I realized that everything has a time and place. Want to repeat that one? Everything has its time and place. Like yeah, like so that. don't 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 be like at one end of the spectrum and the other. Like uh don't don't be so absolute mm -hmm. in everything you do, you know? There's sometimes stuff work. Like uh so yeah, I Okay, I come from powerlifting background. I can I've almost squatted five hundred pounds, all that at under 180 so but I do yoga I try to do yoga once a week mm -hmm. I love yoga yoga is amazing shout out to Taryn shout out to Taryn <laughs> Union Yoga Laura Ossington go to her class if you want to join us <laughs> anyways so um like earlier this year uh, I actually tweaked my low back just from an imbalance I had in my glutes so my my glutes were just like dormant man I, I needed to wake them up and I find that just doing things in the gym couldn't do that so I actually looked up and got into Pilates so so you're like okay uh, powerlifter doing Pilates like what the hell right I'm like dude my my hips my glute my low back feels so much better mm -hmm from applying the techniques that I learned in Pilates. So you, you would never think that, hey, did you know if you, you do this Pilates class with a bunch of like 50 year old women that you're gonna add like 20, 50 pounds to your squat and your, your deadlift, but you will. <laughs> so that, that's, that's what I'm saying, like everything works, man. Everything works, yeah. it, it has its time and place. You just gotta be open-minded. Awesome. All right, let's go into the next question. So you're jacked as hell. Thank you, thank you. You're insanely strong. What are your keys to success for building muscle and maintaining your level of leanness? Mm, okay, so here, here's, the, here's the thing about me, just as a person, I always, I always uh, one of my biggest values is efficiency. So I try to have that with, everything I do, especially with training, which is my number one passion in life. Um, so I'm always looking at like big picture, right? So the number one way to get, get fit, be fit, stay fit is to build muscle, man. Simple. So my number one goal when I'm training is always to build more muscle because did you know, like if you, if you have more muscle mass, your metabolism instantly goes up, right? So the more muscle you have, mm -hmm. the more food you can eat. Fucking awesome. The m and the easier it is to stay lean. So that's that's kind of like my, if you really had to sum, sum up like what I believe in, it's just I'm always constantly trying to build more muscle. Mm -hmm. And this applies for yourself and your clients as well? Absolutely. And okay, so as a side note, I I know Theo is going to agree with me. Don't you hate when those guys say, I don't want to be as big as you. I don't want to be so big. Dude, fucking try. Try it. 
try to build muscle. You you act like you're gonna pick up a weight and you're gonna build muscle. Yeah, like like you don't have to fucking sleep seven eight hours a night consistently. Mm-hmm. Like like you have to like you don't have to eat properly outside the gym and like you don't even have to train properly. Like training training's easy. Training's fucking easy. Training's fun. You gotta take care of the stuff outside the gym. So, if so, yeah, build building muscle is not not easy. And what I what I found is like guys who say that, man, they're not about shit. Okay. Sorry if I'm hurting some feelings. I've been I've been trying to get big for about ten years now. <laughs> and it's, it's not happening yet. <laughs> All right, D. You've given a lot of advice already. If you were to give one more piece of advice to all of the lifters out there, what would it be? One, uh... Just one more. Just one more gem. That's a big one. Do do you have, like, can you, like, narrow it down? Like, training, nutrition? Let's go. go, We've talked a lot about training. Let's go back to nutrition. Like, what's one really big thing that... So, you've mentioned that understanding the basics, learning learning about carbs, learning about protein, learning about fat. Like, is there anything else? Um... Hmm. Okay. So, um, although I'm a macro coach, but I know a lot of you guys don't have that background knowledge, even though it's not super complicated. Um, just when, when it comes to nutrition, especially people are really new to fitness. I just give them like basic principles, you know, like, like, uh, cut out pop out your diet, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, don't, don't drink your calories. So let's say you drink two cans of Coke a day. That's like what? 400 calories at least. Yeah. So you, what you could just cut out those two cans of pop and now you don't gotta hop on the treadmill for 400 calories. That's gonna take fucking 30 minutes. You can just not drink it. Yeah. Or you can switch to Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, to Diet Coke. Yeah, we need a sponsor. I'd love to get yeah. some Coca Cola up in here. All right, all right. So, um, basic things cut out pop, don't drink your calories. Um, maybe if you drink orange juice, apple juice, stuff like that. Yeah, so there, there's actually like they actually make some juices now where they're actually like half the carbs. So you can just making a simple swap like that. Yeah, yeah. You can save yourself a lot of calories, man. Yeah. Like um, just things like that. Just drink more water. Yeah, and if um, I think on this topic, this is like we're talking about ninety nine percent of the basics here because I find a lot of times when you tell someone to drink diet pop instead of pop, then they'll say, how about the aspartame or, you know, isn't it bad for you? You know what I mean? Like, so they're constant, they're always focused on these little things. And it's like, they're thinking small picture where they should really be thinking big picture. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we call that we call that majoring on the minor, worrying about shit that don't matter. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. When Okay, maybe if, if you're overweight, just consuming too many calories, man. Just cut back on the calories. So whatever helps you do that, mm-hmm. then do it. Yeah. Don't worry about little things like that. You know, like I'm, like I said, moderation is everything. 
I'm not telling you to replace your liquid supply with diet pop. I'm just telling you if you're drinking a can or two a day, just swap out swap out yep. can, swap yep. out even one. You're yeah. you're gonna save calories here and there. And it's it's those little things yeah. over time it's gonna add up because one thing I started um kind of focusing more with clients because yes, we as coaches, like this comes very natural to us being able to all right man uh you need to eat more carbs you need to eat more protein blah blah blah. but um i think what's really one thing i'm i'm trying to focus on myself is a changing behavior Mm -hmm. with clients and i think that's huge like let's let's say if you know that if you're coming home from the gym and you have no food at home and you're starving you're gonna drive to mcdonald's then just know yourself, know that the day before, meal prep, have food ready when you get home. Just little behavior changes like that mm-hmm. can go a long way, and that's just one thing. Yep. Like, I could probably name off a million other things like that. Yep. That's great, that's really great. All right, let's take, a, we're gonna take a short 30 second break right here. Let D chill. Give some love to the Ooh. IG Live guys. Ooh. We got on IG Live. <laughs> we got here. You got two people? I got two people too. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Andre. All right. So we had, we posted a, we posted for some comments or some questions on Instagram and we got a couple questions. And we're going to go rapid fire Q&A on this. So first question, we got Jared Blith. Jared Blith? Yes. That's a D's online client. He asked, what do you think about weak point training? Weak point. All right. So Jared, I'm assuming you're talking about portions of your lift where you stall or like a sticking point. So that's, so I'm going to roll with that. Um, my opinion on weak point training, I don't believe in it. I me neither. Me neither. Because that's that's lame. Okay, let's let's take let's take the bench press, dude. Let's take the bench press. So let's say your bench stalls at lockout. So you're you're gonna think, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a lot of lockouts. You know, like maybe pin press is at, at the top. So I'm going to work just like the last third of the lift, work my lockout. And what, whatever weight, let's say you failed with like 225. And now you're doing lockouts with 240. So if you can lock out 240, why can't you finish 225? Mm-hmm. And the, the reason being, you're going to hurt some feelings again. You're just not strong enough yet. And... I know a lot of experienced lifters will say this to the new guys just saying you're not strong enough and we're not trying to diss you. It's just you have not put in enough time under the bar yet. That weight's not there for you yet. And that's not a knock against you because going going back to what I was saying, you're just, you, you got to think about lifting weights as producing enough force to lift X amount, right? So 225, I have to produce at least 225 pounds worth of force, right? If I'm giving it 220, I'm gonna fail. So that that's why you might stall at lockout. So 
coming out the bottom, you need to generate enough force yeah. to take you to the end. Mm-hmm. You you only stall because you're not strong enough yet. Mm-hmm. So let's say with that 225, you're able to produce 230 pounds right out the bottom. Then you're going to finish the lift, right? And that's that's all it is to it. Just getting stronger. And you, you might kind of go back to what I was saying. It's like, oh, let's say you're trying to lock out 240. The reason you can lock out 240 is because you did not fucking bring it down to your chest first and back up. Because it's going to take a lot more than 240 pounds worth right. of force to finish that. Right. All right. So you're not a big fan of weak point training? Just no. Get, just get stronger? Get yeah. bigger? Like, I, I mean... I can help clients identify certain portions of their lift that are not strong enough yet. Like, let's say uh, you always fail the bench midway. So if, okay, quick, quick um, powerlifting gems right here. So let's break down the bench press. So off the chest, when the bar comes off your chest, that's chest size, okay? And midway, the transition, that's shoulders. And then at the end, it's triceps. But don't get it twisted. I'm not saying for you to isolate all those parts because your triceps, your shoulders, your chest, all of it is working right outside the bottom. But you could always stand to strengthen certain parts. So like, uh, if you can never transition into your lockout, maybe you need to work on your shoulders. And that's not to say neglect your triceps and your chest. It's just you gotta work your weaknesses to get stronger. So um, I really don't want you guys to confuse what I'm saying to like just work certain parts because all three muscles are working mm-hmm. in in all portions of the lift, just at certain portions more than others. So just get that weakness stronger and you'll probably be able to uh, break through that weak point. Amazing, amazing. Okay, we got his Instagram handle is Drogo. Is that Game of Thrones? That's not Game of Thrones. <laughs> so Khan Drogo gave us a lot of love. He asks, if you feel discomfort in a body part, is it better to exercise very lightly or avoid it altogether? Okay. Discomfort. Uh, that's my homie, by the way, so shout outs to you, Raza. Um, discom- so lift- lifting is going to be uncomfortable, right? Because you're putting in work, it's not it's not gonna feel good. Mm-hmm. So, in regards to that question, discomfort. You have to know how to separate discomfort and pain. Mm-hmm. Because if it hurts, don't do it. Simple. Like I, I'm sure every trainer feels the same way when a client asks something like that. Okay. Okay. So, so if it hurts, don't do it. And should you be rehabbing it? at the same time or how do they get it not to hurt well hmm like that 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 depends man like is is this an ongoing issue or is it or is it like you just felt it that day because some sometimes i i could be feeling great but i go into the gym and like my elbow might feel kind of funny okay but if i can get through my workout like i'm i'm sure i'm fine all right Okay, so we got one more from Kondrogo. What are your must-eat foods to maximize gains? Where am I? Shit. Shit. 
I like everything, man. Uh, <laughs> okay, so once again, calories in versus calories out. You gotta find the diet that works best for you, and that includes food choices and yep. ingredients. Like, um, like uh, if I best food to maximize gains. I'm I'm gonna take this question from the perspective of very um not super fatty but high nutrients what's theo what's that um that quote you had from from that one guy health is calories divided by nutrients or something like you want to get the most amount of nutrients in the least amount of calories yes yes so i really like that one okay so um so what do you got what's on that list what's on that list Rice, white rice. <laughs> I don't do that brown shit, bro. <laughs> so white rice. Because, um, I think as a lifter, man, like white rice is really good for you. Excellent carb source, especially, man. Even before and after workout, like that's yeah, that's a big portion of my carb intake is white rice. So jasmine, basmati, those are my go-to. Okay. Must be a Asian thing, but man, the, the Asians are onto something. Man, we're onto something. The rice is good for you. Okay. What so, else, What else do you eat on a daily basis? Uh, like, what are your go-to foods that you pretty much have on a daily or on a weekly basis? So that it kind of it kind of rotates because right now I'm not I'm not actively tracking macros, but because I've tracked macros in the past, I I'm almost intuitively eating, so I know exactly what my body needs. So if I'm gaining too much weight, I, I know how to pull it back. Okay. So right now when I'm loosely tracking, I eat a lot more fat. So do you want to know what I'm currently eating right now or what I would do during like a fat loss cut phase? No, no. He wants to know to maximize gains, to get as jacked as Coach D. To max- What do you need to eat? But at the end of the day, that comes back to... You like uh, what carb source do you like? Like I love rice. You might not like rice. You right. might like pasta. Right. So, it's I'm not saying rice or pasta is better than the other. You just need to get enough carbs. Yeah. For your goal, right? So whether that that X amount of carb be in rice or pasta, and do that. Um. Okay. So, stuff like sweet potato. I actually like. Uh, I really like like white potato. I really like starchy food. Like. I love starch. Mm-hmm. It feels feels good on my muscles, man. Like especially okay. after a workout, starch starch is really good for replenishing your your glycogen stores. Mm-hmm. It's optimum for building muscle recovery. So not only is it gonna help you recover right after your workout, but it's also gonna help you train harder if you recover right for your next workout. Okay. Um, couple. Right now, I'm eating a lot of bagels. <laughs> Nothing a special. Lot of bagels starchy you know um in terms of protein i i really like chicken breast because it's so lean and so high protein so i eat a lot of chicken breast with rice um i think whey having a whey isolate protein supplement is really good for most people theo would you say that most people even our clients don't get enough protein absolutely absolutely so whey protein will help with that protein intake. Yeah, and here, here's the thing, guys, about whey protein. You don't need whey protein to make gains, okay? 
you just need to get enough protein. But if you're someone who's a very light eater and you cannot eat that much meat to make up your required amount of protein for gains, yeah. then do a whey protein, man. Like, mix some water in it. It takes like 15 seconds to get down and bam, it's like you just ingested a whole chicken breast. Yeah, yeah. There's actually that one uh, fitness meme on Instagram. I'm a big fan. It's like if you're trying to lose weight, have a protein shake before your meal. And if you're trying to gain weight, have a protein shake after every meal. Mm -hmm. So it's... So yeah, whey, whey protein is really okay. a really good supplement to have. I I would recommend it even more so for for women. One a common trend I I found is that a lot of women don't eat enough protein and just I don't know, man. It just seems like girls don't really like eating that much meat as men. I think it's just hard to eat like if you're trying to get say 120 grams of protein for a female mm -hmm. like that's a solid three meals of meat yeah or or you can just take two scoops away and then you're you're almost halfway there man exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um and and when it comes to weight whey protein just make sure it's a whey isolate mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what brand you guys get that's all personal preference doesn't matter what flavor like don't ask me what i like I'm a chocolate guy. You might be a vanilla guy. So just get a whey isolate, a quality one. I will give you guys this tip though. Uh, look, look at the nutritional info, right? Uh, let's say you're getting 25 grams of protein per 30 gram scoop. So if you're looking at that by weight, that's very pure. Yeah. But now let's say you're getting like 20. Yeah. grams of protein off a 40 gram scoop you know like that's that's not as good like that that probably tells you like that that whey protein probably has a lot of fillers so that's that's just like a quick tip right there okay, okay. so what about vegetables what are your go-to vegetables oh i love vegetables yo guys if if you're you're trying to make some gains and you're crushing a lot of protein and you don't eat your veggies you're gonna have a hard time on the toilet bro that's true, that's true. <laughs> okay right. uh, vegetables i like um love broccoli mm -hmm. shout outs to broccoli yep. um what else do i like you you know just because of alex lately i've been eating more carrots man. <laughs> more carrots more carrots and tomatoes and avocados from alex Yes, right. I really coach these uh, withholding information. Really, what he eats for gains is cereal. If you follow him on Instagram, <laughs> he eats a big bowl of cereal every night. I don't know why he didn't say it, but that's a real secret, right? That's uh, um, yeah, man. Did you guys know like uh, cement toast crunch makes you extra anabolic? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So we're at about the forty-minute mark here. So we're gonna close this off pretty soon. But I have a couple more questions to ask you. You ready for this? Outside of the gym, outside of the gym, what are you working on improving this year? Are there any weaknesses that you want to bring up? Hmm. I I would say my my biggest problem is focus. So like, um, I swear I have ADHD, man. So like, I I'm I have a really hard time just like kind of sitting down and getting to work, like. I mean, I love what I do, but just being, I would say just 
having better focus and being more organized. Like that's something I'm really trying to work on. So like I said uh, earlier in the podcast, I love yoga. So yoga along with meditation, that's something that really helps me. Um, I, I guess this year just work on my focus and also my my patience with people. Because like I said, I'm a very blunt guy. Yeah. So I'll tell you how it is. Um, so I, I, I think if I can get better focus, it's going to help me a lot with just expanding my business, just getting more done, right? Yep. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So Coach D, as we mentioned, you do online programming, you do macronutrient coaching, and you train clients in person as well. Where can people find you? How can they work with you? Hit them. All right. So... The social media platform that I'm most active on is Instagram. Follow me at t.fitness. That's all one word. Um, you guys can check on my website, uh, www.powerphysique.com. So on there, check my rates, my availability, the services I offer, and a bunch of really good client testimonies. So. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So powerphysique.com. And T.Fitness on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I also have a, a YouTube, too. So if you guys want to see me live in action, crushing some weights, uh, just search Power Physique on YouTube. And then make sure you hit that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Hit that like button. Okay. So before we close this off, anything else you want to give these people? Uh, hmm. give, give some love to the people. One more thing. One more thing. You got it in you. T- uh, more training tips or just some... Anything. Some anything. kind words. Some you, love. You, some gentle you, love. You, okay. So, all right, guys. So, to wrap it up, I'm going to say fitness. I For for you guys starting off the New Year's, um, if, you're, if you're new to fitness, just, just keep going. Honestly, mm-hmm. Theo and I are only good at this because we've been doing it for a long time. And I guess that goes with everything, right? So you just need to do it. And the more you do something, the better you're going to get at it. And the better you get at something, the more you're going to enjoy it. And probably by that point where you're good at something, you're going to want to learn more about it. So that's where being open-minded comes in. And from there, you just got to just keep doing what you're doing, keep on going, keep expanding your knowledge. And hey, you may be starting out right now, but man, maybe in a couple years, you're gonna be completely different. Like if you, if you told me almost eight years ago when I started lifting, I was gonna know this much about training, mm-hmm. I'd I'd be blown away, man. So yeah, just new people keep going. People who've been doing it for a while, just stay open-minded. You can always get better. One thing I found um, with myself is that every year, I I think to myself, I'm like, man, I'm so much better this year than I was last year. And it's not just better. Every year, it's exponentially better. So that's, that's the goal, man. Just keep getting better. Just put in the work. Put in the time. Get under the bar. Uh, I always say... You want to stay in the trenches, you know, to get that, that real experience. And that, that's it, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 
That was awesome. That last bit was well worth this whole podcast. So thank you all for listening. Coach D, thanks for being here. Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. There will be a weekly episode every Thursday. Hit that five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. That's good shit.